Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Bamcast Extra. It is episode 87. Wow. So many numbers. All the numbers. Two of them, in fact. Uh, I'm Chuck. I'm Harlow. We're back. Uh, this week was a... We did a poll mm-hmm. on the Patreon site, and this was the unanimous winner yeah for us to review we are all like what's the buzz tell me what's happening what's the buzz tell me what's happening <laughs> that's what we were like and people responded they were like why should you want to know don't want to talk about the swarm now yep they said hey watch 1978's the swarm hmm. so we did uh boy um uh, this movie mm-hmm. it's a thing uh full disclosure i saw this movie a bunch when i was a kid I saw the actual movie length version of this movie, not the existing version now, which is a 155 minute long thing. So there was a lot of stuff in this that was new to me. Oh, oh, so this is like a director's cut of the swarm. Yeah, it was like watching it for the first time and being really fucking confused. Huh? So but let's talk about people who are in and helped make the swarm. Okay. Uh, the swarm is from Irwin Allen, who has been producer and or director of a lot of these things uh, recently that we have done on Banffcast Extra. Mm-hmm. Uh, directed Beyond the Poseidon Adventure. Yes. So uh, the screenwriter also wrote the original Poseidon Adventure and Over the Top. Okay. So that's fun. And then let's move into the cast. Of course, you've got Michael Caine earning another gigantic paycheck for appearing in a shitty movie. <laughs> Michael Caine, of course, famous for Jaws 4, The Island, and Beyond the Poseidon Adventure. That, that is what he's most known for. Mm-hmm. Richard Widmark, what a career this man had starring in Roller Coaster. Hmm. Maybe some others. <laughs> <laughs> Richard Chamberlain from King Solomon's Mines and Alan Quartermain in The Lost City of Gold has a lot of hair in this movie. Yeah, he you does. Can barely see his eyes. <laughs> it's just... Uh, ben Johnson from Cherry 2000, of course, his most famous role. Uh, Patty Duke from Amityville 4, The Evil Escapes, which was the start of the haunted garage sale mm-hmm. that ruined all of those movies after. <laughs> Slim Pickens. Yeah. From Beyond the Poseidon Adventure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This cast just keeps going. Uh, Bradford Dillman, who is the star of Piranha, which I think we both enjoyed Piranha. Sure. He was the star of that film. Okay. He's in this. Henry Fonda, world acclaimed Henry Fonda, star of Roller Coaster and Meteor. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, basically in one scene, you got Cameron Mitchell, who was in Deadly Prey and Action USA. Yes. So while that's a lot of people who have been in Bathcast movies, there are other famous people in this movie who have not. So just rattling off the list, Catherine Ross, Lee Grant, Jose Farrar, Fred McMurray, and Olivia de Havilland. Yes. This movie has like between the cast, I don't know, 20 Oscars or something like that. It's it's insane. Yeah. So welcome to the show, newcomers. Yeah. Um, by the way, I think today, uh, as we record, is Olivia de Havilland's 102nd birthday. That lady is still alive. <laughs> way to go. Yeah. So we honor her by watching The Swarm. Keep on keeping on. <sighs> She's not good in The Swarm. She's bad. <laughs> but is she? Is she? Yeah. Is, she, is, is, is pretty much everything bad in The Swarm? I, mm, yes, yeah, is the answer I, you're yes. looking for. You're, you're searching all over, but I, deep down in your soul, you know. I have I have mixed feelings about the swarm. Okay. Well, the plot of the swarm is that there are bees. Yeah, except for when the plot of the movie <laughs> is not about that there are bees. 
Yeah, the bees are introduced, and then... All right, I, I know we're not going to go scene by scene, nope. but I, but I want to talk about the way this opens, okay. because it gave me hope. Because the, It's intriguing as shit. The opening of this movie is like the opening of Aliens, in that there's just dudes in full-on, you know, hazmat beekeeper suits with flamethrowers and shit, yep. slowly stalking through a facility, and you're like, what is this? This is going to be rad, yep. and... It's false hope, uh, because then they take off their masks and are like, oh, no, what's going on here? Everyone's dead. Yep. And then they find Michael Caine hiding in a side hatch. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he comes out of the side hatch with and, the oils and perfumes. <laughs> and then he's just like, I was here. I was civilian. I don't know why I'm in a missile silo. And they're like, well, keep a gun on him. And yeah. Freeze, you communist <laughs> and then he's you know he's a bug guy and he's given the power by the president to help stop the bees and he's got power over the military and then there are other living people in there including Catherine ross and a few other people <laughs> and then the bees show up again and then the bees don't show up again for a long time and then the bees show up again and then there's a lot more without bees and then they <laughs> stop the bees so that's basically the plot that's yeah that's the swarm <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, I don't. There are long stretches of the movie where they're just going about daily life with very little to do about the bees, much to do about the bees, uh, two bees or not to bees. Michael Caine and Catherine Ross go on at least three dates during this bee emergency. Mm -hmm. <laughs> One of which I believe is they go on a date in the evacuated town. They've evacuated this town because they know the bees are coming back, and they just go and have a night out on the town <laughs> with no one around. Yeah, it's really strange. Uh, okay, so I, I I made it so I made a note at one point that it was cool that we were going to get B vision because like I wrote that's my very first note was B vision yeah and then it never does it again nope one time of B vision so we had one B that we got to see through its eyes and then I honest to God think an hour went by and we didn't see any bees because I wrote down in all caps where the fuck are the bees yeah so <laughs> I I wrote a lot of notes pretty quick okay and in rapid succession okay. because yeah first there was b vision yes um because we don't even really see the swarm kill the things inside the silo we're just told that's what happened right so the first time we actually see the bees do the bee thing that they do um it's a family's just stopped for a picnic well no they killed the two helicopters Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. the helicopters were tracking. Because the, the yeah. helicopters are trying to figure out, like, something's moving away from here. It's mm -hmm. seven miles an hour. Go get it. So, like, right away, the movie establishes, okay, it's bees. Mm -hmm. Like, you see it with your own eyes. It's bees, and they killed those two helicopters. So, the threat is bees. Mm -hmm. So, there's no conflict there. But then the movie has to manufacture conflict. Because it's like, did Michael Caine bring the bees here? study him find out everything you need to know about him so right. that's the conflict the military doesn't trust michael kane mm -hmm. um but yeah so but yes then a family stops for a picnic mm -hmm. um that's where we get b vision because they're watching them set up yep and then they just all come out of the b tree there's like a, there's a tree that's just chock full of bees which is the worst candy. <laughs> There's like a, a bee shirt cannon that shoots yeah. all the bees out at these people. And they, just... they murder, they straight up murder the, the, the dad and mother while the kid is watching from the car, horrifically screaming. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oh, wait, the key's in the car so I can flee the bees with the keys. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll get out of here. Yeah. And uh, my Scion XB. Um, and he drives into, drives town. into town and passes out and is like oh god the bees mm -hmm. they killed my paw and yep. ma yep and uh he, 
Okay, so one thing that was not in the theatrical cut of this film was everyone uh, imagining a giant bee. Okay, so I was wondering if the the giant, like, okay, so if you get stung, or not even, because the kid never gets stung. Yeah, he did. He got stung stung twice. twice? Okay, so if you get stung, then you will hallucinate a giant killer bee. Just hanging out in front of your face. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that was not in the original cut. Okay, okay. There's a scene, so like Michael Caine and Catherine Ross, I, it takes forever for this movie to establish why Catherine Ross cares so much about this kid. It but still she, doesn't really even un- make no, sense when they do reveal but, it. But like she just, oh my God, the kid is in, da- I have to go. And so she drives to town to go see the kid. And the kid is just in this hospital screaming because superimposed on the screen is a giant bee right over this kid. And Michael Caine comes in and is just like, oh, I know what the deal is. There's no bee, kid. Just reach out. Touch the bee. There's no bee. It's not there. Yeah. No bee. <laughs> yeah, to be there's there's not a bee. Right. And yeah, the bee goes away. Mm-hmm. And he's like, see, no bee. Yeah, just Michael Caine. Yep. Yeah, that was not part of the uh, theatrical okay. cut. So yeah, that was all quite shocking to me. Hmm. All right. So that happens for the kid because <laughs> yep. Catherine Ross gets stung too and she sees the giant bee. She and does. Everybody that gets stung sees the giant bee. Yep. Um, fuck. Okay. So my next <laughs> note is... So that kid wakes up and, you know, first he's like, I don't know, I'm dying. And then, like, he's all still sweaty and stuff, but he escapes out of the hospital. Yeah, he has a Goonies adventure with his friends. He has his friends, like, sneak off and do this whole weird thing where they're right next to the bees, but they're like, we got to time this just right and run through the bees is what it looks like. But then they Molotov cocktail the bee tree and then take off running. And then the bees are like, oh, fuck no. And then they go into town and murder everybody. Yeah. And my first note was... What the fuck is this movie about? Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I, I'm skipping a scene because this is my first what the fuck moment mm-hmm. is Catherine Ross saved four soldiers that that were in the little hiding place with her. Right. And they were getting better. And then they were like all better. And then they all like slowly turn around and die anyway, even though mm-hmm. they look like they were getting better. Yep. So Slim Pickens scene is that <laughs> he shows up and he's like, my dead boy's in there. Yeah. And you better let me in. By God, the power of God won't let me. You can't take my dead boys away from me. I love my gay son. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to turn off your water if you don't give me my dead yeah. kid. So, yeah. <sighs> that's literally, that's all Slim Pickens does in this movie. He, he comes, comes and in, collects his dead kid. Yeah. And I was like, it's the Slim Pickens dead kid Oscar scene. And then Fred McMurray has the scene where he goes to see Olivia to Havlin and is like, got flowers and. And I was like, oh, it's the Fred McMurray Oscar love scene. Everyone just gets these like super melodramatic scenes that have nothing to do with bees. And they're just like, I am here and I am acting. Well, here's the thing. This movie tries to flesh out a lot of its characters. Mm -hmm. Like, so there's this old old man love triangle between Olivia de Havilland, um, Fred McMurray and Ben Johnson. Mm -hmm. And this movie devotes a lot of time to that. It sure does. And then it just fucking kills all three people. <laughs> it sure does. So that's what this movie does, is it gives these characters uh, uh, two of the three parts of an arc, which is, okay, here's the character, here's what they're going through, and they're dead by bees. Because mm-hmm. like it does it to Richard Chamberlain, too, because Richard Chamberlain is like at odds with Michael Caine. They're, they have this massive disagreement about if these are the African bees or not, which it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Everyone's seen bees. They're bees. Get, kill the bees. Mm-hmm. But he's like, um, actually, I don't think they're African bees. I think they're Brazilian. So they, they he has to give like a whole goddamn PowerPoint presentation about why he should shut the fuck up. 
So and they were speaking, these bees were speaking Portuguese? That's <laughs> <laughs> what you're trying to tell me? Yes, Portuguese is what they were. Yeah. So, Beezillion. Yeah, you, you've got this whole like rivalry going on with Richard Chamberlain and Michael Caine, and then Richard Chamberlain is sent to a nuclear power plant to argue with a guy that he needs to shut this place down so they can all evacuate. And while they're there, the bees come in and murder everybody and blow up the nuclear power plant, Mm -hmm. which kills like 50,000 people. Yes. (laughs) But not the bees. (laughs) Not the bees. Oh, God. Not the bees. So that's just everybody in this movie has two parts of an arc and then they just get killed by bees. Yeah. Okay. Like you just get blue balls on every subplot in this movie. There's nothing resolved. Yeah. (laughs) So I I guess I guess. the Paul kid, the one that got mm-hmm. stung with his family murdered by bees. Yep. Um, he, I guess he didn't break out and fireball the bees for a while because I wrote, what the fuck is this movie about? Slim Pickens Oscar scene, Fred McMurray Oscar love scene. Where the fuck are the killer bees? Because there's, like I said, there, as you, and you said, there's a long stretch of the middle yep. part of this movie where there are no bees. They're just running around having Oscar scenes yep. and they shit. introduced this pregnant lady Patty Duke who is a, a waitress and her husband just her husband died at the facility I think and like the town is going to evacuate and she won't evacuate and then suddenly the doctor is in love with her You're just like I'm gonna deliver your baby and see your vagina and I'm in love with you and and then she's in love with him and I don't even know what happens well, Chuck, to those people Chuck her, her <laughs> vagina is a parent trap <laughs> Well, that's 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 two references mixed up that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but okay, is it though? It, it is. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um wow. So yeah, you've just got all these people who wander in and out of this movie who have nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. The bees are, are, we're told they're a threat, but you never know where they are except this tree. Because mm-hmm. the kid at one point has this tearful confession to Michael Caine. It's just like, I should have told you they were in the tree. I instead went and firebombed the tree, and then they came and killed everyone at school. <laughs> yeah, that was that was one of my other notes. Is like, I went, oh shit, kids getting murdered by bees. Seriously, it's all over the place. Goofy shit one second, breaking movie rules the next. Yeah, yeah. That, like when the bees decide to attack, you know, fucking Mayberry or whatever this town is, it just goes straight to the school where the kids are outside playing and they all die mm-hmm. while Olivia de Havilland stands inside making some noise that's not a scream while making a face that denotes screaming. Yes. And almost doing the bite my fist. Yeah. You know, style of. I'm, yeah. I'm upset. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, if she and, and her two <laughs> suitors get on a train and then the bees murder the train. <laughs> yep. Including rolling down the side of a cliff and every single car exploding because yeah. I guess every car had gasoline in it. It did. Yeah. yeah. It, that seems pretty hilarious though because like one bee gets into the the, the engine the engine room, or like where the conductors are sitting and guy's like uh, the, the locomotive perhaps yeah he's like there's a bee on my head what do i do and he's just like don't make it mad and the guy's just like hi and you know tries to kill the bee and then just the swarm shows up and murders everybody mm-hmm. <sighs> i think fred mcmurray got launched out a window like defenestration Fred McMurray and Ben Johnson both uh, got launched out of windows. We yeah. don't see her die, but right. the implication is only like 17 people survived the train and we never see her again. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, oh, I mean, the other thing that the other notable, so like I'm jumping all over the place, but the other notable scene in this is there is a point where they have a standoff 
where the military is like, hey, we're going to drop pesticides and just murder the bees. And Michael Caine goes on a very modern style. Yeah. Like, if you, like, it, it's weird because this was, what, 78? Yeah. So, like, it feels like only in the last five, ten years have you have you heard this, like, impassioned cry of, like, the American honeybee is dying. We got to figure out what the fuck is going on because if the bees die, we die. They don't pollinate the crops. Yep. Japan's already got, already got robot bees and shit. Like, you know, like, there's this impassioned cry of, like, oh, God, the bees. We have to save the bees. Yeah. And it's like, then, you like, can't kill the American honeybee because then it won't pollinate the crops. All the crops will die. Then we die. Right. And but he, he's like, he's like full on. It is more impassioned screaming Michael Caine than I've ever seen in any movie ever. Like he will raise his voice in movies, but he is like, no, you can't kill the bees. Yeah. You know, it's just like. It, it's, but, but that's that's the problem with Michael Caine in this movie is that for the 90 percent of it, it is just total indifference. He just doesn't give a shit. But then when it comes to, OK, now it's time for you to scream. Holy shit. Like, he is just like, don't you yell at me. I will yell over you. Yeah. And then I'll go back to Michael Caine now. So, I right. mean, it's, yeah, he has at least two of those moments where he is just fucking screaming his head off. Yeah. And one of them, he was just screaming this 70s ecological bullshit, which now we know is not bullshit at all. <laughs> right. I'm just saying, like, it felt weird for this to come from 78. And it's yeah. like, it's a very modern thing mm -hmm. of like, no, you can't kill the bees. Not, not the good bees anyway. Yeah. Yeah, because all the military wants to do is destroy everything. He's right. like, look, you just got to figure out how to kill the bees. Nothing else, because mm -hmm. everything will die. Yeah. So, but I, like I, at one point, the bees are just like, fuck everything. We're taking Houston. They're they're <laughs> all right. So, yeah, the, the the whole the whole thing is like they're they're on a slow march to Houston, and like if they get there, we're we're totally fucked somehow. But then it's weird because like there's a, there's a point where they're like. Well, everybody should be fine because, you know, we got a cold front moving in. Well, but Texas is fucked, you know, like, yeah. And then, yes, <laughs> I, I, I got to be honest, like towards the end of this movie, I was having a very hard time staying engaged with it because it was like, what the fuck is happening? However, I did notice I was like, ah, geez, guys, like, I know you want to like not have to say the whole thing every time, but there was a certain point where they just shortened the bees to like, they just started the calling them the Africans constantly. And it yeah. was like. Please stop. I know. Yes. <laughs> please, please stop saying that. Yep. It, just say the bees. I know. Just, you don't have to say the Africanized killer bees, honey bees, whatever. Just you know. say the bees. Yeah. Stop but, saying the Africans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was awkward. Uh, um, but yeah, eventually they drop some, well, they drop pellets and that doesn't work. And then yeah. what the fuck? Oh, they, that's right. They, they figure out that the sirens from the nuclear silo sound like the bee mating sound it, it sounds like the sound the queen bee makes when she's gonna fight one of her suitors or something mm -hmm. and it's a code for all the bees to come watch the fight yeah <laughs> so so they they rig up the klaxon alarms to these floats and send them out to the ocean and then just blow it the fuck up blow up the ocean yeah which hilariously 15 seconds after that the entire ocean is on fire and it's this green screen shot of michael Caine and Catherine ross having this calm quiet discussion like do you think we're safe from the bees and he's like well i don't know the future of mankind blah 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 the, the, the ocean is on fire behind them and mm -hmm. everything is exploding and they're having this calm discussion but so like before that the, there's there's they're in houston trying to figure stuff out and they're both everyone's defeated they're like everything we tried didn't work and like the bees break into the building because the the military has decided let's just go outside with flamethrowers and fight the bees. Mm -hmm. So they're doing that, but of course that goes horribly wrong because they just start 
flamethrowing cars which explode and then dudes are on fire and then one dude tries to escape by breaking into the building so all the bees break into the building Mm -hmm. so but they're confined to this elevator so like everything's fine until one guy on fire comes out of the elevator and then the bees are in the building and everything is just everyone's getting tickets to burning man Mm because like guy on fire will touch another guy and then that guy's on fire and then files are on fire and everything there's this whole like okay so like if you get if you get stung three times, you die twice, knocks you out once you might be okay. But no matter what, you're going to have some relapse at some point where you probably will die. Yeah. Cause they killed Paul, the kid from yeah. earlier. So the kid dies, mm-hmm. uh, Catherine Ross at one point, cause she got stung once. Mm-hmm. So she has a relapse at some point and is just like, Oh, the vapors. And, but then that doesn't matter. She's fine later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's literally like just next, like she's seen the, the giant bee done a whole thing where it's like i'm freaking out and i'm flipping out and then she's completely yeah. fine the next scene henry fonda injects himself with the bee venom so of course he sees the giant bee right when he dies but then like you know he's got his cure and it's like oh hey it's working oh shit it's not working i'm yeah. dead henry fonda is the oh i i think the only person in this movie who gets like a full arc mm-hmm. like a a it's not a satisfying ending but it's better than just the bees suddenly show up and murder him mm-hmm. um in in the worst movies Henry Fonda is still the most sincere, believable, like it. He totally seemed like he was on board with this, mm-hmm. um, including the scene where they just go in and are just manhandling bees. Uh, they're in their beekeeper suits and they're testing something and they are just just taking piles of bees and throwing them on each other and, mm-hmm. and spreading them like, you know, yeah, butter. just spreading them out on, on things to, to get all the venom and stuff. But yeah, boy, this movie. Mm hmm. And again, like even during the credits, it's like, you know, do not confuse the killer bees with the hardworking American yeah. honeybee. That's a weird fucking disclaimer at the end of that. It's like we no disrespect meant to the hardworking, dedicated <laughs> American honeybee. I'm like, the fuck? Yeah, the unionized American hardworking honeybee. Like, did they think like gangs were going to go out and start murdering bees because yeah. of this? Ah, oh, fuck the bees. The good tax paying, church going, God loving, yeah. military serving <laughs> bees. Yeah. Listen to country music and yeah. buying hamburgers. Salt and- of the earth, real good bees. <laughs> they drive a Chevy. <laughs> these are damn good bees here. <laughs> that was so weird. Yeah, I don't. Mm. This movie, yeah. it's not. It's not a good movie. It's not. No. No. Uh, production wise, they spent some money on this movie. Uh, like. For it seemed like the first hour that I was just going to call this movie shots of helicopters landing because it's just everyone arriving at this facility mm-hmm. and it's a different shot every time of helicopters. And I'm like, this movie loves helicopters, but I, you just you think now and it'd be like they would probably CG a helicopter and they wouldn't even bother with this. And I, I tell you, when the bees wrecked those first two helicopters, those were some good model shots because the helicopters did not go behind a mountain to blow up. Right. They just they just crash right into the ground. I I mean, obviously they have to be models. They're not going to crash real helicopters, but like I was shocked because like, yeah. I, I was like, it's it's really well scaled. And I thought I was like, did they somehow just crash a real helicopter? Like for a second, I was yeah. just like, yeah, those helicopter crashes look really good. The train looks fucking ridiculous. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> that that thing never a doubt in my mind. That's a tiny model train. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the helicopter crashes are really good. Um, a score by Jerry Goldsmith, who, you know, I mean, he's trying his best to make you give a shit. But 
it, it is occasionally bombastic, and then it's like, much like the movie itself, it feels like it starts giving up in the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when it's just like, oh, there's another romance scene, I guess. I just... Like, in the first, like, few minutes when Michael Caine and Catherine Ross start making gooey eyes at each other, I'm like, not every movie needs this. You don't need this during this. Like, just stop it. I, I just, that that mentality of, like, ah, we gotta have a romance in here. No, you you don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. You could just have Michael Caine give a shit about people. He doesn't have to give a shit about her because he's into her. Right. There's a whole scene where they like try to hide in a freezer and a guy locks himself in a freezer and they just cut away from that scene. Mm-hmm. They just leave. Yeah. They're just like, well, <laughs> I guess we're, I guess we're fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We should just rate it. Okay. I, I do want to say too, like the swarms of bees, like whenever they're over the sky or super, they're bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of real bees in this movie. Like they're just, I don't know how they're doing it. They're just blowing them out of fans or whatever. And there are lots of shots of, people covered in bees ah boy my rating bounced around for this a lot because like for the first hour i thought i i was like man this movie is not what it's promising to be but and i can i can recognize these scenes are bullshit but i'm i'm at least enjoying the setup i'm enjoying watching this even though i know it's bullshit and then it just kept going and going and going and by the last third like when the action is really kicking in, I was just like, man, I just don't, I don't care. Like I am so disinterested in this. It seems like they have been at this for a month and a half. And I don't know, like they're, they're within like the last seven minutes of this movie. And Catherine Ross starts giving Michael Caine a a back massage. And I'm like, are you serious? We're in the finale here, folks. Let's move on. Let's get to the, so I don't know. I think I'm, I think I'm at two bags. i I was at a jocks for the first hour. I was like, yeah, this sucks, but at least it's watchable. And then it just it just kept losing me. Mm-hmm. And I, I realized as a kid watching this movie, I remembered everything about the beginning, everything about the kid's family getting stung, him driving into town because I thought that was cool because he was a little kid and I was a little kid. And then I remember how it ended. I remember anything else. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. What, what was the final rating? Two bags. Two bags. Yeah. I'm afraid I can't be quite that kind. I'm going to give it three bags. Like this is a, this is a, this is a real bad movie. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it's a real bad, it's a real bad movie. It, it is almost bird dimmick levels of bad from time to time. Except like here are people you recognize. Um, yeah, <sighs> lots of people you recognize. All I could think of while I was watching ninety percent of this movie was uh, the segment in um, the Kentucky Fried movie where it's the that's armageddon the (laughs) spoof of like towering inferno all this stuff right where it's like the big like giant you know disaster pieces are happening in the background and they're just standing up there like but what about my daughter and you know and they're just like standing there while things are falling all around them and they're just having like a a soap (laughs) opera conversation right because that's exactly what this movie feels like Mm -hmm. um and if if that reference is lost on you you should go watch the kentucky fried movie um yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um yeah, this is not good. And I mean I I was just I I don't know why. I was just hoping that this was going to be a, obviously a 1970s version, but I was just imagining cuz something like Day After Tomorrow is really dumb. Like, you know, you're you're getting killed by cones of cold that are sweeping across the land and yep. it's like but that movie works. Like the movie somehow 
It does. It works and it's fun and it's stupid at the same time. This is just stupid and not fun. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's bad. It, it it just it seemed like it was going to be because it seemed like they were going to skip all the bullshit by just having everyone say it's bees. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out the bee problem. But then it's just like. So there, there's a bit at the end where uh, like the bees have invaded the building and Michael Caine's gotten the idea to we got to get to the ocean to put this, the alarms out and that's what will draw them over. And you see them leaving the bee infested building. Now, the entire city is also under attack by bees. But then the next shot is them driving to the airport in an open Jeep mm-hmm. and they're fine. Like, how did they get from point A to point B? No, I mean, it, it is B. It is quite it is quite literally a bad a badly made movie because yeah. it's like they forgot to shoot stuff and it just yeah. goes all over the place. Now, I feel like maybe perhaps we're judging unfairly because they are trying to cram footage back in that mm-hmm. it might make it. But I still feel like there were things missing. Like, you know, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe we need to watch the f- theatrical version to fully gauge, but I don't want to. I, I liked the theatrical version as a kid, but it doesn't change anything. It's yeah. still, they still get to the same. Like, as soon as he was listening to the alarm at the beginning, I went, oh, right, that's how they resolved this. Mm-hmm. And then it was screaming at them the whole movie, like, it's the alarm. Listen to the alarm. Yeah, um, yeah no, they just, they, this just added in the, the weird giant bee hallucination, which is fucking goofy. Like, how did, how did, I understand you lost that battle in the editing room of like, yeah, we need to lose this. This is silly. But then how do you make that argument later? Like, okay, here's why the movie failed. It was because they cut out all the giant bee hallucinations. So let's put that back in for the laser disc release. That'll be great. Everyone will love it. It's just, man, when that first happened, I was like, oh, I don't remember this at all. Michael Gay just standing there calmly like, there's no bee. Just touch the no bee. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do it, Billy. (laughs) Be all that you can be. Ah, what a terrible piece of shit. Mm-hmm. It is certainly a B movie. <sighs> yeah, we should watch the B movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather. Yeah. Oh, wait, who's the celebrity they didn't even bother to make up a joke name for in that? I don't know. I haven't it's seen like, the B movie. <laughs> it's like somebody's just like, Ray Liotta. It's like, why isn't it like Ray Biota or something? <laughs> like, come on, like, try. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I don't know. All right, that's it. That's it for The Swarm. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week, we will be back with something hopefully better. Um, it th- shouldn't be heard. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think uh, we'll put up another poll because uh, we're just kind of, we don't have a theme, really. We're just kind of burning through. Oh, we're off the disaster movies besides The Swarm just showing back up? Yeah. Y- yeah. <laughs> oh. I mean, The Aww. Swarm, we were always going to watch The Swarm anyway. I just didn't think it was going to be this soon, but then the fans were like, oh, you guys need to watch The Swarm. Watch The Swarm. Yeah. So... The the other movies that lost uh, will go back up in the poll, and I'll add a couple more in there, and people can vote. So we're okay. just we're just burning through discs that we've got. So, um, but hey, if you want to participate and help sway what we watch, yeah, then you should head over to Patreon.com/slash/BMFcast, mm-hmm. and that's where the poll will be. And I believe anyone at a dollar tier, or is it any patron? It any- was actually ten or over. Tenor over. Yeah, I made it a premium poll. Well, that is a way premium poll, Chuck. Yeah, I, I, I feel like maybe that's too premium. Well. I feel okay. like we're not going to get a cro- good cross section. I okay. feel like Patreon members, the the site over, should probably have a say. In, okay, since this is the it is it is, is the, the this, show this, of the people. This is the, this is the proletariat's <laughs> show, Chuck. And so, yeah, it's true. You know, you 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 put it up at like you know a just uns- 
<laughs> you put in a pie to the sky level. I did. I, I did. I, I made it so only the elites could choose what the what the people get to listen to. <laughs> that was I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. So you're okay. Next time, we'll everybody votes. Yeah, everybody yeah. votes. We like to call it proletariat. <laughs> proletariat. Okay. I, yeah. See, because it's a poll for the low people. <laughs> I, yeah, I get it. <laughs> okay, look for that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, any member of Patreon will vote on the next poll. How about that? Yes. Okay. I like that. We're going to get a fantastic sampling. I think we will. Yeah. So, okay. Look for that. That'll be there. If you're listening to this a month later on the regular feed, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. You don't get to choose. You want the power of choice. You got to go over to Patreon and throw a dollar. Mm -hmm. Just throw in a dollar. Yeah. You not only get to listen to the show, you get to choose what you get to listen to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Ah, Okay. Well, until next week, I don't know what we're watching, but uh, you guys will... Pick something for us. So until then, I'm Chuck. And I'm Harlow. And this is Bathcast Extra out.